Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to CT with CPD Podcast. How's everybody doing today? I just want to thank you all for tuning in to episode 10, where our educational therapy session will be on the discussion, self-love is a lifelong project. For many of you who uh, listen to my podcast, uh, I did a podcast back on V-Day, Valentine's Day on 214, and I shared self-love is the new relationship status. And this session is kind of a continuation on self-love, but it's a a spin on it, and we're going to tie in self-esteem with self-love. It was interesting because how this topic came about for me was a few weeks ago, I saw a post where a woman who had just had her fourth child was sharing her realness about her journey of being a mom, being a wife, having four children. And she stated in her post how self-love is a lifelong project. And I thought, aha, that thing hit me so deep in my spirit, down in my gut, because she's right. Self-love is a lifelong project. So we're going to talk about today um, some things and how we can relate to self-love being a lifelong project. So you know how I do. You know how I roll. I kick every educational therapy session off with a did you know fact. So let's get into it. Did you know a cross-sectional study was done And it showed that self-esteem has highs and lows. It decreases and it increases throughout our life. Meaning our self-esteem is not constant or consistent throughout our lifetime. It changes. So you're probably asking yourself, well, Sharon, what is self-esteem? And I think a lot of times we think of self-esteem and we automatically go to low self-esteem or they have self-esteem issues or we drive it back to, you know, that it's a body image thing or that it was something traumatic that happened in their childhood. And those are all true. But let's talk about what self-esteem is. So self-esteem is the opinion we have of ourselves. We have healthy self-esteem where we tend to feel positive about ourselves 
and about our life in general. It makes us better able to deal with life's ups and downs. When our self-esteem is low, we tend to see ourselves and life in a more negative and critical light. We also feel less able to take on challenges that life throws us. And let's be honest here. Life is always going to throw us curveballs. Life, life is coming. <laughs> we are experiencing life right in this very moment. And what I find is interesting is that they, you know, from a mental health perspective, they don't consider insecurities and low self-esteem as a mental health issue. However, it is closely linked And a lot of times our self-esteem over a period of time, if it's a low self-esteem, it can typically lead into mental health issues such as depression and anxiety. And so this is why I want to tie back into self-love. So I'm going to do a quick little recap on what self-love is again. And I encourage you, if you haven't listened to the podcast on self-love is the new relationship status on 214 to go back and listen to that podcast on self-love. So what is self-love? Quick little recap here. Before a person is able to actually practice it, you have, we have to understand what it means, right? So self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard of your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. You know, a lot of times we find ourselves pleasing others and to not make another person feel uncomfortable, we tend to set ourselves up in a position where we're accommodating other people and it takes away from us loving ourselves and being our best selves. Self-love means that you will not settle for nothing less than what you deserve. Did you hear that? Self-love means that you will not settle for less than what you deserve. Now, let me be clear. Self-love can mean something different for each and every one of us because we all have many different ways to take care of ourselves. And I tie this back into a lot of the times where self-care shows up different for everybody. What is self-care for you? What makes you happy? What are things you enjoy to do? Those are how you pour into yourself and you create a, a, a environment for yourself where you are truly loving yourself. So I always hear say it all the time. Self-love is the best love. Self-care is the best care. So it is important that each of us, we have to figure out what self-love looks like for ourselves as an individual and because we realize it's important to our mental health. Okay? When you're loving yourself, you're going to take care of your body and your entire well-being. It means accepting your emotions for what they are, By putting your physical, emotional, and mental well-being first. So now that we understand self-love motivates us to make healthy choices in life, we know that it's going to hold us to a high esteem. And we're going to be likely to choose things that nurture our well-being 
and serves us well. Now, I want to take this time to kind of connect with you, uh, make a connection between self-esteem and self-love. Then let's be honest, we all have had times when we lack confidence and we don't feel good about ourselves. We don't like ourselves. We don't feel good about ourselves. And I always remember the saying, and when people would give the testimony in church, thank you, Lord, for loving me when I didn't even love myself. Okay? Um, because we know low, low self-esteem over a long period of time can have effects on our mental health and our day-to-day lives. If we all just took a moment and we did a rewind and you go back in time over your life, you're most likely going to have an aha moment from today's podcast. Um, I talked about, again, self-love and the self-love is a new relationship status. I shared how and why self-love was important. I shared my own personal testimonies of how I poured into myself to Love myself as I got into my 30s. I said I needed to change the trajectory of my life. And I talked about ways of how I poured into myself and how I continuously pour into myself each and every day. Now, this is where I had an epiphany. And when I heard self-love is a lifelong project. Because the reality of it is, is that we can fall in and out in love with ourselves throughout this lifespan, right? And typically, falling out of love with ourselves isn't our our fault. But what is, and however, is our responsibility is what we do about it. And we have to do something about it. Like we're not feeling up to par. We have to own that. We're not feeling ourselves. We're not liking ourselves. We have to make a decision of what we're going to do and a choice of how to get out of that rut. Now, remember the study I shared about how self-esteem isn't constant. It changes throughout our, life, our, our lifetime. So we talk about, well, what are some of the things that actually causes us to have lower self-esteem, right? What happens? And typically, again, like I mentioned, a lot of times we think about body image, which is true, and it does impact our self-esteem. We think about some childhood trauma, which is true. It does impact our self-esteem. But again, remember that self-esteem doesn't just, it's an up and down process throughout life and different series of events and circumstances um, can impact our self-esteem. You know, how a boss talks to us, a teacher talks to us, friends, siblings, social media is a huge piece that sends us, you know, Sometimes positive, but most of the time negative messages about ourselves. So we can find it difficult sometimes to live up to the expectation of other people. But I even find it more that a lot of the times it's us trying to live up to our own expectation. And I think a lot of the times our worst enemy is the one right between our two ears. I think we hold ourselves to a higher, a higher expectation. We start to think these thoughts and these processes and they start to become our behaviors and patterns of things that probably people aren't even thinking about, but we tend to do that to ourselves. 
And so what we end up doing is we start to create stress for ourselves, right? And when these difficult life events happen, we're not able, these ups and downs in life, we're not able to maneuver through them as well as we could. And so that's why I think it's so important that self-love shows up because every time we talk down to ourselves, we doubt ourselves, we exhaust ourselves, we dismiss our feelings, we act against our values and our standards, we undermine our self-esteem. Let me be clear when I say this, and it's important because I talked about self-love, like I said in the previous podcast of all the things that I had done. But I think about this, and I'm, I'm going to share some personal things, a timeline of, of events where my self-esteem was high, my self-esteem was low. And it's true, and that's why I always feel it's important that self-love has to show up. What I will say to you, you could be having a moment today where you ain't feeling yourself, you ain't liking yourself. You know, because something in life is happening right at this very moment. I want to share with you that that is a legitimate feeling. That is a legitimate emotion and you should have it and you should express it. The key here is that you cannot live in it. Experience it, but don't live in it. So I thought... Okay, I go back and I go, yeah, she said that in her post that self-love is a lifelong project. She's so correct. I posted this picture of me on this particular podcast with me in this little purple and white sweater. This is the, this three or four-year-old little girl in this picture. You think about at that time, um, I didn't think about all the life experiences of what would happen in my life. I'm just this three or four year old little girl, right? But I remember this picture and I kind of look a little, I don't know, I probably didn't want to take the picture because I didn't like getting my hair combed. But that's another whole story for another day. But what is important as I do a timeline of my life, I think about, okay, I was born in 1969 at George Washington Hospital in Washington, D.C., if I had to bank a million dollars right now, I will bank a million dollars that everyone in that nursery, every baby in that nursery did not look like me or my parents. But what I found is profound is that at this particular time, you're a baby. And the only thing you're thinking about or feeling, because you don't know that no one looks like you, you don't even know what you look like, right? And there were studies that also showed that Typically, we inherit our self-esteem based off of environmental things and what other people say and other projections that other people have on us. So I'm thinking I'm in this nursery. I know I'm not thinking about what the next person looks like next to me. Only thing I'm thinking about is, is, and most of all the babies in there, is being held, being fed, and being changed. So when I look back at this picture and I saw this picture, I thought about how I'm this baby, all I'm thinking about is knowing somebody's going to take care of me. I'm not having a thought about what I look like, if I'm tall, if I'm skinny, if I have long hair, if I have short hair. I don't know any of this, right? But I remember clearly being about this age between, I would say between four and five, where someone made the distinction to me, because I didn't know, I have two older sisters, and they said, you look just like your sisters, but you're so light. You're lighter than them. 
I then became conscious about my skin color because I didn't know. All I know is I had two sisters and I was just being Sharon. And then this is when you start to have these processes of low esteem, self-esteem, you know, and it starts the cycle of what someone has said to you and the projection that someone else has put on you, right? And you're like, this little girl, you have no idea. And you start to think, well, what's wrong with my, my skin color, right? And so you go through elementary school, you go through, you know, right in middle school, and you start to go through puberty, and you start to think about, then I look back and I, I've, I actually have had conversations with people who I've gone to middle school with. Oh, when you were in junior high school, you look like a full uh, figure woman. And so consciously, because people made note of my body, right, of being fully developed in my boobs and my derriere, um, they made comments about it. And so what do you do? You become self-conscious about your shape. Right? Because you're looking more well figured than all the other people around you. And so now you're conscientious about that. And so what happens with your self esteem? You start to become conscious. So you want to wear baggy shirts, you want to hide because you feel like something's wrong. Interesting enough, now that I'm 52, still shapely, you know, back then it was like, oh, you're this full figure person. It was, I was shamed for having all this shape. And now it's like people looking at me, do I got a BBL and then I get a poop job? I'm like, I cannot win, right? With the shape. But you think about all these different things that form you every day, life events, what people say to you, how it impacts your life. You go, okay, so I get out of high school. I graduate the highest. I graduate the top 30 of my class. I get a scholarship, but I only go to Virginia State University for a semester. And then you start to think, what are people going to think about me? I didn't finish school. Um, oh my gosh, what are all this? So you start having a lower self-esteem because you start thinking about, well, God, I didn't finish school. What are people going to think about me? How is this going to happen? Then I have my first son at 22. I have my second son at 25. I have my third son at... 28. And so here I am, 30, three kids, single mom, and I'm sitting there like I'm working this job, which was an amazing job. I still have friends to this day from this from this particular job that I work at 20 years, 30 years later. And everybody around me has degrees, except for me, because remember, I stopped school. And so I'm like, wow. So I decided, which I talked about in the podcast before, I decided to go back to school. I got my undergrad. Then I went back and got my master's degree. But again, high and a low, right? Where my self-esteem lies. You, um, relationships, working, not working, being single, trying to date and have kids, you know, with three kids and the perception, well, maybe people don't want to date me because I have three kids. Um, being a very independent woman all the time and feeling like the weight is always on your shoulders, and just parenting in itself. Like, am I a great parent or am I not a great parent? Did I make the right decisions? Did I do this? Impacts your, your self-esteem, right? So you like you go through this series of this bad relationship I got into and got out of and ended up having a foul bankruptcy. Again, another low period. Oh my God, now, and I shared this on my For the Love of Money podcast about how I felt about my credit. We live in a society where your credit and you have to have good credit and you have to have this and this is what makes you. And so what does that do? It impacts what? How we feel about ourselves, right? And and even to this point of 
being 52 and being single. Okay, well, what is that? How does that show up for me? Like, is, you know, it's like, ooh, okay. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying my life. I'll talk about that in a minute. But it is interesting how all these different events, I didn't go through everything in my life, but even I think even more impactful for me is, as a child at 11, I lost my mom at 11 years old. I didn't have a mother figure. I'd just been kind of maneuvering through life since 11, you know, grateful that I had an amazing uncle who took on the responsibility to to raise me and to try to gear me to be the woman that I am today. And I'm thankful for that, but not having a mom. So that impact, you know, growing up with an abusive and alcoholic father, that impact of my life. Like, so all these different things, and I can go on and on and on and on, but you get to a point and, or I had a car, a bad car accident that injured my foot. And literally, they were like, you are not going to be able to wear heels anymore. Honey, that was traumatic for a sister who wore heels all the time. So I say this to say that you have all these different life events and highs and lows that take you through and they, they impact our self-esteem. Okay, but what I will say is that self-love saved my life. Well, I would say first and foremost, God, because God is first and foremost ahead of my life and my faith. But self-love and pouring into myself saved me. Because you will constantly replay the negative things over and over and over in your head. And so self-love had to be, you know what, girl, I had to be my own hype man. Like, my own hype person. Girl, you are better than this. You can do this. You're going to make it. On my worst days, we will get through this. God will see me through. Like, constantly pouring into myself. And honestly, I know for a fact that I am a living witness that self-love has gotten me where I am today. And continues. And so it is a lifelong project. project. It does not... Go away. We feel like, I think we feel like, oh, I'm going to get a million dollars and it's going to be great. No, you still don't have to put some work in because life is still going to show up. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It does not matter. Life is going to show up. And so what I feel for me is I know that self-love is what has driven me, what has given me tenacity, what has helped me to persevere and to make it to be where I am to this day. I know that self-love has made me more assertive, which people tend to uh, see it as aggressive, but it is not. Being assertive has helped me to uh, know what I want, know what I don't want, to not be afraid to speak my mind and to vocally share what's going on and share my feelings openly. It has helped me to not settle for anything less than what I deserve. It has helped me not to tolerate Uh, bad behaviors of others. It has also protected me. It has also um, guided me and it has also guarded me. So it has been a saving grace for me, just self-love for me, pouring into myself. Now, what I will say, and this is where, you know, I have to be honest with you, self-love requires you to be honest about yourself, honest about your current choices and situations and your thought processes and your thought uh, uh, patterns because it helps you to have the willingness 
to undertake new practices that reflect your self-worth. And that's the hard part because it doesn't always feel good, right? Um, The point here is that I want you to understand that we could be confident and satisfied in some in some parts of our life, but we can also be insecure and self-loathed in certain times in our life based off of what's going on around us or what's happening to us. And so we have to understand that our level of self-esteem drives our lives. Self-love raises our self-esteem. And so what it does is that when life is happening to us, these ups and downs, it actually helps us to maneuver better through what's going on. Doesn't take it away, right? You're still going to have that experience. You're still going to have that emotion. You're still going to have good days and bad days. But what self-love does, it, it helps you to maneuver through it. It helps you to rise above it and to get past it. It was interesting because Yale uh, University did a research and they did a study. They were even saying just typically a person having a bad hair day, which I've been there, can um, affect your day. And it does. I always tell people that how you feel about yourself, how you look can affect your mental. And it's, and it's true. And we feel like this is insignificant, but it really can impact how we're feeling about ourselves, right? And how we feel about ourselves affect, affects all aspects of our lives. Feeling good can give us confidence and motivation to meet challenges, right? And to seek out things that we want to do to be fulfilled. When we're feeling bad about ourselves, it can hold us back. It can keep um, us back from being successful or fulfilling the things that we want to fulfill. Either way, we have to be mindful that self-esteem can have a big impact on our wellness. So you know me, I'm all about self-love. Self-love is, again, the best love. Self-love is the art. Um, The art of self-love calls us to have a deeper inner work to uproot all the negativity and the hate so that we're able to replace it with love and compassion for ourselves. Self-love is a never-ending journey. It is a lifelong project. It's a roller coaster. Many times it is a wild ride, a ride we don't even want to be on. But you have to just keep trying. You have to continue to love yourself a little more each and every day so that it pushes you through the day's that you don't love yourself, you don't like yourself, you're not feeling yourself. And every podcast, you know, I talk about the power of choice, that the power of choice is ours every day, all day. Let me leave you, leave you with this, and I'm going to sum it up in just a second here. Self-love, self-respect, self-worth. There's a reason they all start with self. You can't find them from anybody else. From this day forward, 
and every day because we know that self-love is a lifelong project. Work on the things that people cannot take away from you. Your joy, your mindset, your character, your personality, your transparency, your entire being. You are your best investment. Make the choice to love you, to choose you, to choose your happiness, to choose to pour love into yourself each and every day. Choose to be 1% better than you were yesterday. Choose your well-being. Choose you every time. Loving yourself is a lifelong project. Self-love is a lifelong commitment. You have to love yourself because no amount of love from anyone else will be sufficient to feel the yearning that your soul requires from you. Self-love is the best love, y'all. Love on you, kiss on you, hug you, embrace you. For you are amazing. You are a wonderful being. And God created you on purpose for a purpose. Love you. Thank you all for joining in to today's uh, educational therapy session. Where we talked about self-love as a lifelong project, and it is, but you are the best project ever. Um, about two weeks, I have a new podcast, Session 11. We're going to talk on kids just don't understand. Being a parent is a 24-7-365-a-day <laughs> uh, job. It is a lifelong job. Again... Remember to just pour into yourself and love on you. You are an amazing being. And no one's going to love you the way that you love you. It's been a pleasure sharing this week's podcast with you. As always, love and appreciate each and every one of you. Have an amazing day.